But yeah, thank you guys for uh, coming on episode two. Uh, the first one was on New Year's Eve. Um, it was me and Coastal mostly, and then Space Viking uh, jo- joined in kind of um, halfway through. And it was actually a lot of fun. Just started making clips on it. So you can find those on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. So it was kind of all over the place, not organized. Today I did get just a couple of random topics, you know, just got um, some stuff in, in regards to just the you know, last time we talked a little bit about aliens, but just talk about space. Like Jeff, Jeff uh, Bezos uh, is trying to build, you know, a space city, basically. Um, so <laughs> that, that, that was just kind, kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, Daddy Bezos. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's a good name for him, actually. I haven't heard that one. That's exactly it. Like, I'm trying to remember where I heard that from. It was like from a TikTok, I think. I'm sure that he'll he'll probably just, <laughs> as soon as he hears that, he's going to probably just quit all his ventures. He's like, okay, I it. That's, that's it. They call me daddy. That's all I wanted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. And then, um, I, I mean, we touched on it. The KFC console is apparently ru- uh, real, so... Just think that's what is the deal with that? Th- uh, What's so the story we, behind that? So we can we can start on that. Uh, so I in, I guess last June uh, in the summer, KFC announced that they were going to be coming out with their own console. And in December, right before the new year, they officially announced it. So it, it hit like CNN, BBC News, Tech News. It is a actual console. It's almost shaped like in uh, like a uh, chicken bucket, uh, but. Okay. It has, it has a built-in chicken warmer that supposedly uses the heat generated from the internals, and it has a tray that you can pop open and you can keep your chicken warm. <laughs> There's no way it's real. I mean, <laughs> it, you want? It, it, I mean, maybe it's it's a super long troll, but yeah, it's uh, KFC console advertising campaign began in June and gained more than 11 million views on the KFC gaming Twitter page. Um, yeah, you it's, sure. You sure it wasn't released on April 1st? I double checked that man, and it wasn't. It even has specs. It has, and it's pretty crazy. It's it's um, it's supposed to be better than the um, the Series X and the PS5. I mean, I I, I don't what specced out. Yeah, yeah, finger clicking good is what it says. It's uh, <laughs> and it cooks your chicken at four hundred degrees at the same Seriously. time. Seriously, uh, well, it keeps it warm. I don't know if they got the technology to cook it, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this it's apparently real, man, and uh, it's got like a, a logo, and it's uh, KFC, and then it uses the C at the end to spell console, and then it just has a power button and a chicken tray right at the front. It's, it's pretty, pretty of them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, something like that. But America. yeah, man, so that's that's yeah, only weird. only in America. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these consoles come out sometimes. Um, I mean, not so much anymore, but back in the day, like I remember when they announced the original Xbox and the PS2 had come out, they were uh, going to come out with a, a console called Phantom, and it was supposed to be... Oh, yeah, that's vaporware for sure now. Yeah, it didn't generate enough money. Uh, it's Or it was a online-only console back then that was pretty huge, so no discs. It was all download. It had a... Uh, service that was ten dollars a month so you could just subscribe and uh and download games straight to the hard drive and it still had the option for dial-up back then so which is pretty kind of kind of crazy how things have changed all um, digital on dial-up i don't know about that <laughs> it, well you well, could it's have, ahead of its it's ahead of its time for sure uh, it's pretty wild though yeah yeah it was nuts man but i mean then i think the company just went on to um uh, to basically build uh keyboards that sit on your lap with like a little 
pivot table. I don't know. Oh. It's so there's probably reasons why it didn't work out for them. But <laughs> go to the pivot to the PC hardware market. But yeah, so Costa, uh, how's it been going, man? You got your new uh, your new schedule up. I saw that you were just doing weekends I, now. I do. Yeah, it just uh, it got to a point where it just made sense. Like, I think talking to a lot of other people who've been streaming, I think level of consistency helps to get people to like you know come around the same time. So if you have it listed, it's kind of a good way to get people to you know crowd up at the right time. Um, and I think overall, it's just I think I was streaming way too much. People are saying like sometimes streaming too much is not the right approach. Um, it's better to kind of spend that time building content outside in different platforms, and then you know bringing those people to come over to your stream is kind of the strategy that you should. At least that's what people are saying it should take. So we'll see how it works. Trial and error for everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you were because uh, you were also doing um, full your full time job right the whole time while doing that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's tough, man. I don't know how you were how you were sleeping. <laughs> Basically not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I had probably like three to four hours of good sleep a day for like a good. I did this for like at least four months. I can't do it anymore. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Especially, I mean, you you do more as far as the other platforms than than I do. I have an Instagram, Facebook, and I just, I mean, I multi stream. I have a YouTube that I just kind of started paying attention to. So you yeah. do TikTok as well, right? And uh, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I haven't figured out what type of content that I want to build out for it because I feel like every platform kind of requires some curating. Um, so we'll figure it out. Got time to do that. Yeah, I like your idea of uh, kind of how tos. I think a lot of people kind of pivot pivot to that. Like, yeah, um, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's this guy that um, that I follow. His name is uh, I think we I talked to him about it last time. His name's Harris Heller. He has a YouTube channel, but he streams yeah. on Twitch. And uh, I actually started using he, uh, a, a music service that um, that he Street built. Beats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good music, background music, and you know he's basically got a little business model for that where um you know he has the rights to that and it's um anybody can use it on their stream and and play it and you won't get uh banned by warner brothers or whatever right. you know random songs you're using on because uh, that that happened to me i was i think i told you i was streaming uh apex and somebody on the, on the mic um was i don't know what song it was but it was warner brothers apparently owned it and they flagged my 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 stream and my video and they said they had, had to put a stop on it so I wasn't actually able to show that video. I had to write them through Facebook and dispute it. And then like a week and a half later, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, your stream's good. Uh, but it was like five seconds of somebody's mic coming through. So that was pretty, pretty they're pretty uh, serious on it, apparently. I mean, that's that's intense. I guess it's probably just a, a computer, an AI or something that picks that up and, and just right. automatically does it. I think so. I think most of it is automated. They have like an AI just playing through your songs to find keywords or key music segments or whatever it might be and then it'll just raise the automatic flag but it's it's too it's too much like it's got like a couple seconds here and there shouldn't really kill the whole thing but yeah no it was pretty ridiculous i mean it wasn't like i had thousands of views or something on on that on that video it was just apex so i would get like a couple hundred on those not really that many sometimes way less than that uh but i mean 
that's even more of a reason why they shouldn't do that. I mean, you know, it's a super small streamer. You just get like uh, sometimes a couple dozen to a couple hundred, depending on the games. I'll get thousands. Um, so I just thought it was yeah way overkill and just kind of fucked up. Feel you on that one. But yeah, man, Gary, uh, G-Rat here is, uh, we've been playing games for a long time, so uh, mostly fighting games. I mean, we know each other in real life, we're pretty good friends, but we were just talking about, I don't know if you you play fighting games, I haven't seen you uh, do that on the stream at least. That's a good question, because I rage too much when I play fighting games. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I get rage way too quit. mad. Rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I used to play, what is it, when I had, well, back on PS3, I was playing like Street Fighter, I think it was Street Fighter 4 all the time. It was that, yeah. and I think King of Fighters 13 back then. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, like, we, I would get into it where I would just get to a point where I would get so pissed off when I'm on, like, online lobbies, and I'm like, I rage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not good for my blood pressure. <laughs> that sucks, man. It can, yeah, pretty bad. You just, you think you're doing good, and all of a sudden some guy just comes in, and you just get right. bodied, like, super bad, and you're like, fuck, and throw your controller, and... And I, I mean, I know the competitiveness of those games too. They're like, you think Call of Duty's bad? <laughs> to a fighting lobby. Oh boy. Oh, Costa, uh, you got a message from on my stream saying, uh, "From King Bosno, I shall be going to sleep with tears in my eyes when you left me like my dad did." <laughs> what? <laughs> Jeez. Give it to freaking King Bosno to come up with that. <laughs> But then again, I was giving him some uh, some flack the other day too, or earlier today. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. So funny. he's got a. Uh, <laughs> hey, can I expose you a little bit, King? <laughs> he's got uh, he's got one of the most. <laughs> but then again, I was giving him some, like candy uh, collections some flack the other day too. Most what collections? <laughs> candy, like candy. Yeah. Just candy? What? Just like candy on display or like candy and food? snacks? Yeah. He's got like a setup in his kitchen, in his pantry. Oh, thank you for the like. That's <laughs> that's huh. kind of random. Yeah, it's yeah. It was he was flexing that a little bit on our stream earlier. <laughs> so what's what was the most interesting candy? I'm curious now. Oh, he's got everything. He's got like he's got cats, everything. Oreos. <laughs> it's well, it's it's. Let me see if I can send you a photo. <laughs> you can throw pretty. it up on the stream. That's pretty funny. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, show him how fat I am. What? <laughs> well, you haven't sent me a picture, man. Are you about to send me a picture of how fat I'm, you are? <laughs> I'm uh, no. All right, let me see. Let me send you these. That's funny. He's just on the chat on Facebook on on the uh, on the stream chat. Yeah. No, he, not yet. I'll wait for your your picture and then I'll I'll, I'll share it on the screen. <laughs> Here's his collection right here. I sent two photos. Should be able to get it soon. Oh wow, it's like it's like a big drawer. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. You yeah, here I'll put. Biscuits. <laughs> He's got everything in there. He's loaded. Oh, he says man. it's for his kids, but it's really for him. According to <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, here I, I'll I'll share it. But yeah, uh, I mean, hey man, everybody's got a hobby. I mean, <laughs> <there's> nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong. You hear with that, that. King? He's <laughs> calling it a hobby now. 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, when I was a kid, man. One of my one of my friends had like one of those baskets that hangs from like the kitchen, um, yeah. and it was just like full of like these those really really probably unhealthy pies that you can buy from like Safeway and shit. And that was just like I would go literally to his house just to fucking see that stuff and eat it. But I don't know if you guys can see it on stream, but I'm gonna try and blow it up. The picture's a little small, but yeah, this is one of the drawers. There's some hot Cheetos, some Oreos, some cookies. Um yeah, that's pretty impressive, man. Too funny. Um Well yeah, is that uh were you guys just playing some Call of Duty just now? Yeah, but Warzone man, it's still sweaty. I don't know. We were just getting wrecked back to back matches. So, it is what it is. Can't really find another game to really play right now. At least it's one that I can get everyone else to jump on. Like, we were like, we told each other, like, on a group chat earlier today that we we're going to hop on zombies or something, and no one did it. <laughs> Everybody decided to go back to Warzone. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's popular, man. I mean, but I feel like, you know, if you switch it up, you might get some more viewers. Uh, I mean, that's what ended up happening to me. It doesn't have to be an online game. I saw you oh, yeah, totally. saw you play Valorant, uh, which is uh, actually really fun. I got that for PC and uh, actually really enjoyed it when I played it. It's not too hard to get into either. Yeah, we could definitely run some Valorant too. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Garrett, what, uh, you need to get in on this. Uh, you don't play any first-person shooters anymore. We used to be like a huge Halo guy. I remember that. I was big on Halo. Yeah, Halo. Like the last Halo I played was um, like the one I really played online was Halo Reach. Reach I played that yeah. a lot online. It was a pretty big fun one that came out on three sixty. Uh, three sixty, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, um... Reach's Reach's story. Honestly, was it was so good, like the the uh, story mode. Oh yeah, there was like some moments where I I teared up a little bit. Yeah, it's like. It reminded, I don't know, just like everybody dies, you know, like it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, uh, and it wasn't like kind of, they didn't lead up to it. I mean, uh, it, it, people were picked off throughout the, the story. So you got attached to them, you know, you got to find out kind of what they were all about. I mean, did you beat that one, uh, Coastal? Yeah. I think that one had pretty good, strong character development. Across yeah, it did. And then all like of a sudden... Games. Yeah, like you're like, oh, this guy's really cool, and then he dies. Just right. <laughs> yeah, when Cat gets sniped, yeah, that was so random. Oh, and just running, like and that, I think it was in the elevator or something, wasn't it? Or yeah, they were just going up an elevator, and then they were like, oh, sniper. They were just running, and then just out of nowhere, you know, it was it just kind of goes quiet, and yeah, I mean, everything about that uh, that cast was really, really well done. I feel like all the other games that followed kind of fell off on that. They tried to do that. Um, I mean, I I think they're all fun, and the multiplayer is always amazing, some of the best. But the story just kind of dropped off for me. Definitely, it's convoluted now. Hopefully, they fix yeah. that. Same Even like the... ever since Bungie let it go, it's just like was it three four three? Just couldn't really pick up. Yeah, they the story they couldn't. Well enough. I think they what was it? Halo Four was the first one they took over. Yeah. Yep. On three sixty. Yep. Yeah, the story was kind of. I was like, what? Who's this new guy? Like, I don't know. There was like a new main enemy, and like, mm -hmm. just tried to add too much into it. I felt like agreed. Yeah, but but yeah, Reach. Oh. Uh, the ending of Reach was 
I mean, spoiler alert, but the ending of Reach <laughs> was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. when you're uh, basically have to try and survive against the, the horde of um, Covenant that's rushing you. And yeah. Totally like dying. Dude, it, that, it was such a good ending. Yeah, that was well done with uh, even right down to uh, the his shield, his face mask shield kind of starting to crack. And, you know, you could last a long time. You know, you can, you know, end it in two minutes or if you're good enough, you can keep it going for 15 minutes. But it always ends the same way, which is really, really cool. And uh, Bungie, which is kind of funny because Bungie, when they went to Activision, uh, I feel like their story on Destiny, at least, which was their next game, it, it didn't really even exist. And uh it was a good game. I love Destiny, and I feel I feel like it has a lot of potential. Like the lore, if they just had more time or uh, were able to focus on a more linear experience, and then just kind of do you know what they did with um, the leveling up and uh, what was it called, the Gauntlet. But mm-hmm. I think they lacked like a badass linear experience because that's what they they used to do. But yeah, man, Bungie. Hopefully they uh, they get to do something different than Destiny under Activision or I heard that they might even actually go back to Microsoft. That that was a rumor for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Get bought back? I mean, they were in a buying spree, getting Bethesda and everything else. So, yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, Microsoft actually even uh, they tried to buy Nintendo. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I heard that story. <laughs> they got laughed out of the boardroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nintendo <laughs> laughed at them and just like shoot them away. <laughs> yeah. <Good point>. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Zachary says he's been uh, playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and uh, he's going to play some other Ubisoft games, having a big discount. 80% discount sale. Yeah, uh, I was going to look into getting uh, uh, the Division 2, actually. I've been wanting to play that. That actually looks fucking dope. You know, that looks like a... I played that. Division 2. I actually haven't played the first one either. It looks pretty good. Um... I mean, we, me and uh, G-Rat used to play Borderlands 2 back in the day, and we were pretty hooked on that. So that style of game where you can kind of just like loot and build up your characters and play co-op online, I think that, that works. I love that. And I still play Borderlands 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's I on every... On the, I play it on the Switch now. <laughs> Dude, that, that game is on every console. I, I, I Seriously, I won't be surprised. It's even in VR, well, I'm pretty I sure. Mean, there's, a, there's probably a reason why. I mean, damn good game you know oh yeah no it's it's a fantastic game um i mean i played the handsome jack collection that was really good but not as good as that one i'm still working on borderlands 3 i thought you know i think that's a really great game as well but it's uh definitely doesn't start off as well as 2 it takes some time it takes like four to five hours to really find its groove uh where 2 is just like puts you in keeps you engaged but back then it was also a lot a lot newer and uh that style of game with the cel-shaded graphics and all that was just kind of like a i feel like a, a a huge flex you know like that was back in ps2 was an even ps1 kind of a, a popular graphic style and it just kind of dropped off and they brought it back so like that x13 game you know that's a, a game that that's got remastered thinking, yeah that's what i was thinking of I was like ooh, x13 yeah that yeah. Oh, did you like? It? I never played it. It got remastered, but apparently people did not like it getting remastered. Really? There was, well, it was. It had a lot of issues. Apparently, I don't. I don't know what the issues are, but 
Here, I'll look it up. But yeah, the X13 remaster, they were everybody was pumped. They hyped it up and um yeah. So it has a 2 out of 10 on Steam. Hmm. So That's interesting. Yeah, it had a lot of glitches. Apparently they literally took the original game and just like upscale it and that was it. They didn't like refine the controls, really do much with the graphics. They just kind of very minimally put it out as a PS4 game or and you know in the current or last gen but huh. okay. but yeah me and G-Rat were talking about game tournaments uh right before this because you know we used to go to um uh you know kind of getting into current state of the pandemic when it comes to video games tournaments conferences and all that which is just really too bad because uh we play a lot of Smash. We used to play a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom, um, like huge Marvel vs. Capcom fans. So gotcha. we used okay. we used to play at least against each other, but follow you know professionals and just kind of learn from them online and uh, watch these conferences like Evo and um, yeah. I hope they get to come back. I don't know if you were into that coastal, but I mean, I feel like there's also a lot of uh, for me just getting into this whole streaming thing would have been really cool to at least go to like a streaming version of that I, I forget what they call it if they have one big one but uh, where you can just go and meet other streamers and introduce yourself and have people meet you you know uh, probably definitely not me i would just be like you know going and saying what's up to the people i follow on on youtube and just kind of supporting them that way but hopefully that shit comes back soon yeah i mean i feel like a lot of i mean with the pandemic everything's kind of gone virtual so they're doing all these like like uh, what is it? Tournaments with MCs and things like that, which is kind of cool. Um, I think there was one of my buddies. I think was uh, TwitchCon. Was that's it? what it is. Is it TwitchCon? No, TwitchCon. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Zachary just yeah. chimed in on the on the chat. Ah, Zach, there you go. Yep, TwitchCon. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you. We can probably even do. We can probably set up our own tournament. Um, we just have to get the right people in terms of. Uh, getting groups in, but I think there's a couple of people that I might know of who are, who are out in the UK who do their own tournaments, and we could probably see if we could partner with them or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be down. I mean, I was just talking about... I miss Marvel's Capcom too. That's a great game. Or, uh, I don't know, the new uh, Dragon Ball Z game, I have it. I didn't really dive into it too much. It kind of reminds me of uh, Marvel's Capcom too, where you can swap characters in and out mid-fight. Mid um, I don't know if you guys played that, but... Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I follow it. Um I just I follow a lot of like the fighting game community stuff that I don't really play it, but I like I like watching other people play it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I kinda know I kinda know like what's yeah, I kinda know like what's going on as far as all the fighting games go, but I don't actually play them. But like Dragon Ball Fighters is it's a really fun game to watch. Like What's high level, high level play, you know, like it was one of like at, um, you know, the big tournaments they have once a year, uh, Evo evolution fighting game tournament. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball fighters is like one of the big main, like headliner games. Of oh, that wow. Year. And this is really fun to watch like pros play that game. Like they're so good. Is Marvel's Capcom and- still, still around? No, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom hasn't been at Evo for a while. Um, Since the, the third hype, one? The hype, yeah, the hype on it kind of died out. Um, there's still a few guys that do it. Like, there's this guy called uh, IFC Yipes. 
Um, he runs like this group called Curly Mustache. And he <laughs> throws, <laughs> yeah, it's a clever name. His symbol is actually Magneto's helmet with a mustache on it. That's how you pretty cool. Magneto from X Men. That's um, great. He does, He still keeps it alive. He does a lot of tournaments and stuff like that. And I watch some of his stuff. But um, yeah, it's that game's kind of fallen fallen off. That's too bad. Like, as far as like, you know, the mainstream like fighting game tournaments go, it's not really on those anymore. Yeah, it it, it didn't have the uh the lasting appeal that melee. <laughs> even still has which is pretty you know pretty crazy that's a game that literally is still being played and watched like to this day and it's uh, a and gamecube Me- game yeah melee is yeah it's still pretty prominent in like the fighting game community hell yeah but yeah. uh well i mean what what are you uh then what do you play right now uh garrett i mean you know we don't uh really get to play games on the couch anymore lately obviously but i mean we were playing i mainly just play things on my switch because the switch i can just i have multiple docks i have one i have three docks like in different rooms so i can just kind of whatever i'm playing like if my girlfriend wants to watch something in the living room i can go to the bedroom and just keep playing what i'm playing you know it just makes it kind of easy yeah, um, but I like playing a lot of indie games on the Switch, like uh, Hades. I was telling you about that, Edgar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I looked um, at the trailer for that. It looks, looks good. Yeah, IGN gave it uh, Game of the Year, which was interesting. What's um, it called? Hades. Hades. Oh, uh, Hades. Hades. Like the god. Yeah, like the god Hades. I was gonna say Hades was that PS3 game that was terrible. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man! <laughs> you guys remember that? It was supposedly the Halo killer. Yeah, back in the day. I was so mad at that game. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped for that man. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible, terrible game. Yeah, if you watched the trailer too for it, it pumped you up so much. It was just like really <laughs> well done. Yeah, like it, it talked about how you could like. I remember. I remember because I'm so mad at it that you could <laughs> that you could. Uh, Basically, you were like a mercenary or uh, the enemy at first, and you got recruited into the you know the guys that get pumped up. But the dialogue was like the worst part. It was literally like they tried to make them sound like the most bro dudes ever. Everything they said was just a bro <laughs> line. Like it was, it was just too much, man. I don't know what happened, but I know the PS3 was difficult to develop, but that's not an excuse. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know it was. Oh my god, super generic. Like, also, the creators of shooter. Time Splitters. I mean, it's like coming off of Time because Splitters. Because Time Splitters series, yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, I still can't Dude, believe time... they haven't made Time Splitters yet. Time Splitters, though, is on the 64. Oh, man. It was a PlayStation oh, wait, no, 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 it wasn't 2. A PlayStation, sorry. It came out, yeah. It was, uh, they did a, PlayStation 2. It was a launch game had... for PS2. Yeah. They did three played... games in total. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Time Splitters 2, I think, was the one that I played a lot. That was my my favorite. Yeah, you could. That was like yeah. uh, the best. Uh, it was just lacking online, but you could actually yeah. today you could play that game online, which is pretty yeah. pretty funny. You can get it hooked up uh, through a LAN network, but it, you could customize every AI enemy, like from the name to the costume, 
Uh, you can make your own maps. Uh, yeah, it was just a fantastic game. Had a good story. I mean, you know, for the, for the time, especially. But that's that's a game I wish they were they would br bring back. I mean, that's uh, that's super nostalgic. But I think it has kind of like the SOCOM series. I, th I feel like there's a cult following for that. Yeah, that's another good one. I was thinking about like fighting games, and I remember playing back on like what was it? The Dreamcast was Power Stone. And I'm oh, waiting man. for something similar. Power Stone they haven't 2. created anything. Yeah, Power Stone, Power Stone 2. Dude, I played Power Stone 2 so much on the Dreamcast. That game was awesome. It was, it was like the first of its kind. Yeah, then kind of you've got like Smash, which is... I would say it probably doesn't predate Smash, right? I don't think. Um, like the first of its kind. I yeah, then kind of... So the 64 you've came got, out. Like, Smash, I, which is, I think the Dreamcast it, was... Wasn't that the answer to Nintendo Smash, 64? Right? The Dreamcast, yes, kind of. Dreamcast. Yeah, I think they. It, but it was like the same graphics practically. Because Super Smash Bros. came out first game of '99. Hmm. Yeah, I think Dreamcast so. or I think Power Stone came out because Power Stone was originally an arcade game, I think. Right, and, and Power Stone came also out. came out in '99. <laughs> oh wow! Very close. Yeah. I mean, they obviously knew of each other, or just right. a coincidence. Yeah, but, but I mean, it couldn't really compete against Smash. I mean, yeah, Smash was like it's, you know, kind of yeah. revolutionary. I remember I wanted I rented Smash just so I can beat up Pikachu. Like I remember, I, I mean, I was a Pokemon nerd. I'm not let gonna me, lie, let but guess, I, let me guess, you were Samus, weren't you? I was. I you was were Samus picking on Pikachu. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I've always been a you Samus still, man. You still main Samus now, even in Ultimate. Yeah, I mean, I used to be able to play all the characters, or most of the characters. Um, you know, I had a lot more time on my hands back then, obviously. But uh, yeah, good Sam luck trying to good luck trying to master all the characters in Ultimate. I was gonna like, say that it's like if, 80, 80 something characters. If they make a new <laughs> Smash, I feel like they yeah. need to they need to downsize that. I don't know how you know what I mean because it's just too much, man. I mean. I play online and I'm just like, who the fuck is this? I've never seen those moves before, which is... The thing, though, I agree. There's a lot of characters. There might be too many, but I kind of like it because it gives so much variety to the game. Like, I don't know. Smash is... The reason why I love playing it so much is because, like, it's just... It's fun. Like, especially when you play doubles. You can oh, just yeah. do, like, the most ridiculous stuff. Like, you, you can do, like, different <laughs> things every time and, like... The way you can kill somebody and just like the shenanigans that happen, like it's just it's a lot of fun. Oh it's no, fun I agree to, with that. It's fun to watch too. Like it just doesn't get boring like watching it. Like yeah. I actually I just have replays. I have it on my TV right now, just replays of random people on Smash. I'm just watching random re replays while I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, I love that feature. You can just press one button, it saves a match. Yeah, yeah, dude. I think the last time I went to your house and I was playing on your Switch, uh, I was getting my butt whooped by like a, a Luigi, and I just I was being super stubborn. I'm like, what the what the hell, man? Like, like what? <laughs> I gotta be able to at least put up a fight, and I just got I saved. I, there, so those replays might be on there, so you might be able to watch me getting my ass kicked right now like, on on your own Switch. <laughs> Upload that on the stream or what? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Why not? No <laughs> <Flip> shame. <it. laughs> Yesterday I was getting a little, a uh, little bit of coaching from somebody on, 
on Twitch, one of the Twitch followers, he, he oh, went, nice. uh, yeah, it was JBAP. Uh, so he stayed and we played some one on ones after our, our stream last night and he was, uh, giving me some pointers and stuff and stuff that I, I like, he knew I wasn't using. Like, um, you can hit basically, I uh, forget what the button is, but A or B and jump at the same time and it does like a short hop automatically. I, yeah, I completely forgot about that. And I'm like, oh, I've been completely like just, doubling those steps by jumping and then just quickly moving my thumb over so little things like that you know we were talking about frames in a fighting game like one or two frames makes a huge difference and i guess to your point though i've just been playing more for fun than competitive on smash at least so just uh yeah it can go either way if you remember um they used to host tournaments for from uh for brawl I did, yeah. Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh. Yeah, we yeah. used to... That was a long time ago. We hosted probably, like, what, three or four tournaments? Yeah, we yeah. Had like, we had a lot of people. We'd, sometimes we'd have, like, 30 to 40 people there. Yeah. Everybody the... would they'd think it was, like, a $5 buy-in. Um, and, I mean, this was during a time when, like, online wasn't even a thing. Oh yeah, I uh, trust me. I I remember because I I played. Uh, me and you teamed up against my girlfriend in duos, and she was not happy about <laughs> that. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I'm pretty sure they broke up after that. But... We did. But it wasn't because it was. It wasn't because of, <laughs> of Smash, but yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's it was a tournament. You know what I mean? I mean. Kind of... <laughs> Money was on the line. You're playing for keeps, you know? I took her out to dinner. It was all good. Uh, With the money that you want from her, what? <laughs> the $5, yeah. Uh, it's like she paid for her own dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, yeah, I, I miss that for sure, man. It'd be... It'd be good to do that. We used to do that with even with uh with Halo, like uh with split screen and then uh LAN, you could you could hook up the Xbox consoles to that. So yeah, that was a good time. Even SOCOM did that. Was this like I, back in Santa Rosa? Uh this we was, did this was some time. Was no, this no. Think... But well, we had one in Santa Rosa or two, but it was in we mostly yeah. had them in Napa. Okay. Gotcha. We had a um I think we had a Halo Reach team too, didn't we? Uh, yeah, called it yep. prestige worldwide. Yep, yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was online. Yeah, that was an online team. I remember that. That was um, I basically just got a 360 for, uh, for Halo. I'm not gonna lie. I that you know I had other games, but my main console was a PlayStation. So Reach was like pretty much the only disc on that on that console. Yeah, what is it on Game Pass now? They, I think they've got most of the Halo games on there. At least I think from like the Master Chief Collection's got like one and two, I think, and it's, three. It's got a. They actually added Reach to it too. And I think um, they also have ooh, and, nice. uh, and four. I want to say Reach ODST. Oh, I forgot about ODST. Yeah, Dude, they ODST was actually a really good game because you like weren't spartan and you can get like you can get killed really easily it was more like uh call of duty but you were a you were a human right i mean or yeah a non-enhanced human human. yeah but you were basically fighting all these crazy aliens and stuff like that and you could just if you get shot like twice you're basically dead well there was no health regen wasn't it 
Yeah, there wasn't a health regen. There was you didn't have a shield or anything like that. Um, it was a lot harder. That's awesome. Than like the regular Halo games. So I gotta ask, do you guys uh, are you guys following this uh, this current uh, GameStop fiasco and um, the stock market? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm following the memes. The memes <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> That works. Um, yeah, before we yeah. I talk about that, um, Zach here, I think uh, Zachary said something. He miss, he misses playing against my cousin, his cousins and friends back in the day. Uh, ATV Unleashed. Oh, oh, dude. Oh yeah, ATV Unleashed. Hell oh, yeah. Man. Hell yeah. That was the mini games on that. Yeah, I agree, man. That was I forgot about the mini games on that. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, man. Fucking sorry. Uh, but the GameStop thing is is crazy i kind of ignored it for a little bit and then i looked at gamestop stock um just recently and i'm just like i'm blown away man i mean you could have bought sixty dollars worth of stock and you would be uh, pumping out thirty two hundred dollars right now yeah it's crazy Crazy. uh, i mean i don't know have you guys seen that forum though on reddit wall street bets uh i no i haven't actually been on it it's like it's supposed to be like like playful but kind of like uh roasty a little bit where like people go in there to legitimately get roasted by these so-called wall street traders and it's 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 supposed to be like a meme like that's how like even QAnon kind of started the same thing it was supposed to be a (laughs) joke right but they had like these users who were legitimately like looking at the market and i think one of the guys who's like he put in i think it was like eighty thousand dollars or something back in 2019 and what is it like now it's worth like 140 million or something like that or 45 million or something like that wow. i'm like jesus christ but he like so the story is that he called out the fact that a lot of these hedge funds were playing some risky bets where they were literally shorting the stock when it was like at four dollars which is like at four dollars it's basically close to nothing like if you're still going to try to short a stock at that level it's like it's crazy like that's highly risky like at any point that stock could go up in value and they'd get screwed over so it's kind of like they knew what they were getting themselves into and these guys just kind of exploited that a little bit you know that part is honestly pretty pretty awesome i think that you know kind of <laughs> well i mean it, it's not uh it, it kind of goes to show how uh how kind of that whole stock market thing you know everybody says yeah. oh it's it's uh, it's really bullshit it's up and down and uh i mean it's kind of true like <clears throat> a lot of these guys that have a lot of money have a lot of influence in getting other people to buy or sell these stocks and they know what yeah. they're doing when they influence those people to buy and to sell they are the ones that benefit and they have the platform to be able to get people on board so they're just kind of exposing that bs and it could happen with random ass stocks it can happen with you know, um, stocks that people, uh, follow for a long time. And then just out of nowhere, you know, they know that, okay, this stock has been around for a long time. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, talk about it on my platform. They get more people on it and brings a value up. They sell it. They make a bunch of money and then it drops it. And then they use that same money to buy all that stock because it drops. And then they just kind of keep doing that shit. And it's finally kind of being exposed. And, uh, I think that's funny. I'm never, I, I honestly, if I buy stock, it's long hold stock. So it's just like safe shit and it's not very much, you know, that I, I, I get into, but it's more like a, like a 401k type of situation for me. 
you know, I'm not trying to make a quick buck out of it. I'm just like pulling it out in years and hopefully making five, 10 grand. But that's, I'm talking about like five to 10 years worth of long holds. Um, so for me, this is just kind of fun to watch. Honestly, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're talking about like civil war, like this is new age civil war. They're literally <laughs> using all social media, the internet to like stick it to the man kind of deal. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's vastly different than anything that's been done before. But I mean, you, you basically, I mean, it, it enforces this idea that really the stock market is not about the fundamentals and that's been probably going on for the last like what two decades now with the with the stock market or the the tech bubble from 2000 to the housing crisis in 2008 and then to the pandemic now it's like there's no real correlation between how the economy is doing versus what what's going on in the stock market so mm-hmm. it's uh but there's also some like you know there's some concerns right now with people where it's like you've got this whole robin hood situation where they're able to basically just put a, a limit on the number of buys that you can do or completely cancel out the buy portion um, for these stocks. And that's kind of concerning because if you really think about it, that's kind of a form of manipulation in and of itself. Um, it's yeah, a that, stock that individuals mm-hmm. own, right? And you're telling people that they can't buy it anymore, but they can just sell. I mean, that's just going to drive people to sell the stock. like. Yeah, it's it's that's that's the BS part of it. So, I mean, you know, when Congress is getting involved, you know, <laughs> and you know that it's uh, it's a bit, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, they're you know they're they're definitely addressing it both sides. So that's it's getting interesting. It's kind of I've been following it, so I just wanted to see what you guys thought. But uh, I didn't buy any GameStop stock. What what's crazy is that um, I mean, GameStop is kind of like a dying breed, like. A lot of stores are closing. It still is. And like, yeah, it's still dying. But then it's like, oh, now the stock is like through the roof, you know? Well, I thought, um, I mean, it's, I, I, I'm pretty, it's, it's more of a, for them, I think it's just their, their business model. I mean, you know, they depend on, uh, on, on selling games physically, consoles physically. They don't, their online platform isn't, isn't really met, uh, or adjusted to how, the rest of the world is doing business so regardless of how their stock is selling uh i think it's going to die unless they change how they do business um you know i i I heard that microsoft was actually going to buy the majority of gamestop uh stores or them as a whole company and they were going to do something with the physical stores um i don't know if that's still happening but that was a that was a rumor for a while that they were yeah because the what was it there because they had their or they used to have their existing Microsoft stores to compete with Apple, and I think they announced like mid last year that they were closing all of those stores. Mm. So they were transitioning completely to online. Like, unless they're doing like a real estate play, I don't really, I don't think they're going to be able to, or there's really no interest for them to have to do that to get physical stores. I think that's why they're pushing Game Pass so much right now with the whole digital push. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, this was also kind of old back in uh, October, late October. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it was funny that and the whole like, uh, what is it called, Dodge Coin thing? Like, it's just 
It's it, that that shit was literally started as the whole Dogecoin was started as a meme. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, if you really think about it, it's like if people want to go towards a decentralized system where people can't influence whether or not they can purchase or sell individual or currency or stocks, whatever it might be, then crypto is kind of your answer to that. Oh, However, yeah. there's a lot of risk too, where it's like you have to be able to take on the financial burden and the risk of losing your your holdings or whatever it might be like it's on it's on the individual and not the system which is slightly different right um yeah yeah but the positives of it is you you inherently own whatever you've got um and i think there's a lot of power to that um and i think that's a lot of the stuff that you're probably going to start seeing soon is that shift or migration towards cryptocurrency get yourself some bitcoin um, and yeah, Ethereum. I mean, well, I'm a huge crypto nut, so I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of Bitcoin, um, but that's that's the, I think always and will continue to be the best because I mean, there's just yeah. there isn't billions of bitcoins out there, and I think that that's kind of yeah. it has a nice well, it's been around for a while, so it, it's got a good amount of uh, of people that have it. Uh, but a most a lot of it is lost. It's also you, you can't just like mine it. You can't just like mine it with a regular PC, you know. No. So it's uh, it's not a bit readily available like to everybody yeah. at massive amounts. So it's it's got a good balance, I think. Um, yeah, and governments really inherently can't control it. They might be able to tax it, but they can't like physically control those transactions. Which is, I mean, that's another that's another component to the whole idea. Of yeah, crypto and decentralization. Bitcoin coming to a Starbucks near you. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, when um when I was in England a couple of years ago, um, a lot of places in England accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as payment. Oh, like off licenses where you buy alcohol and stuff. Mm. It said like we accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I was like, huh, interesting. I wonder how they do that. Yeah, like, I don't how, know how do you, actually how, how do you do give them your Bitcoin? I mean, yeah, I have no idea. But a lot are of they transacting it off a system or something or a they, phone? I don't know. They have to because I mean I don't have any Bitcoin, so I never tried it or looked into it. You know, when I was there, but there's just a lot of signs in front of stores that said they accept it. Mm. Yeah, so usually it's sure. like as long as you have a individual wallet on your phone or PC or whatever it might be, all you have to do is you scan like one of those, uh, what do you call those? Like those virtual QR, QR um, code or something. Or... Yeah. It's QR codes or whatever. And that'll automatically like, it'll trigger off a transaction that you can start to somebody else's wallet. So. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, um, like Apple pay or something like that. So, or, yeah, exactly. Like the same thing. Yeah. Well, some trading yeah. platforms do have the ability for, uh, for a wallet for the crypto so right. but that's but i mean as like a that yeah that's super interesting like as a business like how do you take that and then translate it to everything to else <laughs> physical money that can that you can use towards your business i mean that's pretty cool though as a business if you're if you're able to do that then you can like potentially bring in some you know let's say bitcoin and then uh it's worth less that day that you get it from that customer and then the next day it just skyrockets you're literally like yeah you're selling your latte at three dollars and getting three dollars of bitcoin but then you know you're making 
$3.20 the next day or so. I mean, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm curious about what these businesses are doing. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. That's awesome. I didn't realize that you, there was anywhere that did that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing know. is, is that the volatility is going to remain for now, but eventually once Bitcoin gets to like a price, that's essentially people are saying if it gets to a level where it's like hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars, almost millions of dollars, like there's going to be stability because people won't be able to trade large sums of Bitcoin um, all at once. So a lot of the volatility is being driven by those large transactions that are going on right now. And that is eventually going to smooth that volatility out. Um, and that being said, like also like we're talking about these transactions, right? Like right now, a lot of these like transactions between wallets are done by these crazy like sequence of, numbers and letters and stuff like that and that's right now that's just uh you know let's think of that as kind of the back end to what it could be in the future because like if you think about like when the internet started right if you wanted to go to a website back in the day it was like you had to type in the ip address to get to that website that's kind of the stage where a lot of the cryptocurrency wallets are right now and i think what at least what I've been tracking or looking at is domains related to wallets specifically. So people are creating domains that are tied to specific wallet addresses and they can use that as their means of, um, you know, as kind of the forefront to tell someone like, hey, send me money to this, this you know, domain rather than this wallet address that's like just jargon, right? You know? Yeah, it looks like so a like, bunch of like a Facebook, like a MySpace page, HTML. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So like stuff like that's going to make it a little bit more mainstream and easier to use from like a consumer perspective once that takes off. I think it's the way to go, man. I mean, it just, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, our infrastructure is obviously not set up for that yet, but I mean, if, right. if, it, if, if we had, you know, if we got rid of the uh, federal reserve, I mean, I, I feel like yeah. that, that is the way to go. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't know enough about it. It just seems like, it gets it gets rid of a lot of the uh, the the shadiness behind uh, behind cash. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, that is not to say you can't have private transactions and stuff like that that happen in Bitcoin. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff going on too. But I think it's uh, for the sake of, I guess, um, anonymity and like being able to have full control over your own wealth. I think there's like there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep what I have. I'm not going crazy with it. Just see where, <laughs> see where it goes. I mean, I'm not that's a lot of time. It's so time consuming. That's yeah. a, that type of shit. Just just like if you're a day trader, honestly. Oh my god. Insane. If you're a day trader in crypto, you got to be crazy on crack or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Swings on crypto are going to be insane for you to try I, to keep track of. No, I have a full-time job. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, the biggest, like, I think, uh, boom is going to be, like, you know, people talk about use cases, right? Like, for Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, blockchain applications and projects out there that, like, the use case is very muddled. Like, there's a lot of opportunities where they could be done outside of the component of cryptocurrency and blockchain, but people have gone on, on board just to do it for the like let's say ICOs or being able to raise capital for their businesses and it's kind of skewed. But I yeah, think but ultimately the real kind of 
use case or purpose is like around financials in terms of borrowing and lending money to people, transacting that, like decentralized. I mean, the DeFi is kind of the hot craze right now. It's like the idea of being able to kind of lend money peer to peer with the, what they call smart contracts. Like that's kind of the biggest push in terms of a use case that could be mainstream, right? Instead of going to banks that have lots of money to be able to get loans for their credit scoring system, you can now do that with individuals or investors who have money to do that via smart contracts on blockchain and be able to use collateral that's digitized and have that as your as your ability to borrow and that type of stuff. Like there's tons of new businesses that are cropping up and will probably be well known over the next let's say decade. It's uh Anyways, that's my rant. That's no, a good rant, man. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, decentralized uh, money system. I think benefits also just kind of gets more people on an uh, yep. on an even playing field. You know, financially, it, it helps people out. None of this, you know, uh, what's what's a dollar worth type of thing is what I'm saying. Like it's it just uh, it gives more people an opportunity to be on the same sort of living standard as uh, no matter what yep. part of the world you're in. So I think that's kind of yep. my main. Um, you know, as a, a beneficial thing to the world, uh, a good thing that cryptocurrency could head towards that. If, you know, uh, if we're not hopefully waiting to see how, oh, how can we, uh, how can we kind of, uh, take advantage of this to take advantage of a lot of people kind of our current money system is, you know, unfortunately, I think just kind of used for that just how can we keep a lot of people at the poverty level how can we keep this money away from people which is why a lot of these big credit card companies are moving away from cash even you know so i don't know it's um conversations getting more in the political side when it comes to that thing but i mean as as a whole i think that yeah cryptocurrency is can be used to get people on an even playing field or give people the ability to at least uh get there I mean, the whole mining concept's got like a really good mechanism built in to hedge against inflation. So it's all supply and demand related stuff. So yeah, well, crypto. Good stuff. So um, did you guys uh, <clears throat> hear about this? I, I love space. Um, so I've been following this. Uh, I don't know if you heard. I can't pronounce it. It's called uh, a Mua Mua. It's a uh, first known interstellar object detected passing through the solar system. So it was, um, there was this guy, I forget his name. He was a Harvard professor. Um, he's a big uh, push on this. But basically this, this uh, it looks like an asteroid, um, but it has a lot of characteristics of a, um, of a comet. So... It, it moves on its own, uh, or it moved on its own. It went past Earth already. Have you guys heard anything about this? It's it happened a couple years ago, by the way, like twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think I heard a story. I heard I've heard the story about it. I just didn't know the full detail around it. So it's um here I got the Wikipedia on it. It's a small object estimated to be between a hundred and a thousand meters long, with its width and thickness both estimated to range between thirty five and one hundred sixty seven meters. Um, so the, I mean, I won't bore you with the Wikipedia. It's pretty boring, but it basically it's, it's, um, got a lot of, uh, characteristics that bring up a lot of questions. So, you know, typically they, uh, how they observe these things in space is, uh, the amount of light that, uh, is observable that's being reflected back to us. And this thing, um, at, at one point 
uh, when it spins, um, according to its size, should be deflecting a certain amount of light, which it doesn't. So it's incredibly thin. Uh, so it's super elongated, like a cigar shape, and that's yeah. how they're able to tell. But then the way it moves doesn't match that uh, that shape, and it also apparently um, moved its trajectory, which isn't indicative of a comet. Uh, and the gravitational pull of the sun and all the other planets in our solar system. Uh, specifically when it was going, you know, by Earth and close to our sun, it didn't move the way it should have moved based on the size observed through that light. So they're saying that it's probably, you know, if you're, uh, you know, unless we're missing something, which, you know, they're, everybody's pretty confident we're not, it, it, there's some sort of control mechanism that is moving this object so they're saying oh this is a satellite and it's not obviously from us unless you know it's something we set aliens well it's something it's something weird it's something definitely that is um that is definitely our you know obviously our first time ever observing this and people from uh every walk of the scientific field are pretty uh intrigued by it and trying to either you know prove one thing or another meaning they're either trying to say yeah this is probably alien it's the only you know just by by uh process of elimination they're basically coming to that point which is pretty interesting so i don't know if you guys are into that sort of thing uh but i definitely find it super interesting and i am definitely following this and it's been going on since 2017 um so this is wild yeah well i mean it's going to get released eventually because didn't uh didn't that executive order get signed to uh release everything the government knows about ufos or something like that um yeah what's yeah it's um i don't know actually if it's a it's not a executive order it's just part of the stimulus bill um here i'll look it up what what it is but i don't i don't know if that has anything to do with it it's more like um Let's see. Oh, God damn it. This is vice. Um, well, that, I mean, in short, um, UFO reports could be published by government agencies in 180 days. So in the stimulus bill, uh, there was, I guess, a, uh, a part of that that said that, and I think it was by Ted Cruz, I, um, he put that in there, that they have to talk about the aerial phenomenon uh, that whatever the pentagon has on that they have to say what something about it i don't know to what extent uh what i'm thinking think it is that is a clause in the stimulus bill yeah what? it's that's very specific why, why is that a priority that? yeah i it's so weird i don't like it's a stimu- i it's don't a, know it's, a bill. I mean, it's something for like relief of covid19 and they're like oh let's just throw this in there you know the people need to know yeah, I mean, I think it comes from a lot of people in, uh, I mean, obviously a lot of the politicians that are involved in creating these bills aren't probably told everything for, you know, security reasons. Um, no. I mean, I think that's what it is. I think that it's, it's literally some, some pretty amazing technology that we have, you know, whether that means we created it or we found it. Whatever it is, um, those guys should not have access to it. Uh, or, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's the mentality. And honestly, I, and I agree. <laughs> so I think it's some of those, uh, 
politicians that are involved in writing these bills saying like, you know, hey, let's put this in there. So they, they have to talk about this because it's on YouTube. It's there's videos of it. There's all this stuff on there. People are starting to ask questions. But I mean, I think it's a so good you, move. So you think it's some type of technology that the government has? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I think that it, it's been around for a while, and we just don't know what it, whether we found it or whatever. I think you know we're obviously through trial and error, willing to do a lot of things, and uh, probably got uh, the ability to at least use it, or maybe to some extent understand it, whatever it is. And it's a national security issue. Uh, I think that's what it is. That people, uh, if they found out about it, would probably. Uh, use it for really bad things or it's just not a good idea to let other countries know that we also have it or are the only ones that have it whatever it is but i think that with the current political climate i think it's good to take uh caution with our politicians i don't think they should be involved in knowing about that stuff so i think that's yeah. that's probably what it is you know but who knows it's interesting so, we'll find out by june <laughs> this is i mean this is exactly like a book that is written by Ernest Klein. And I was actually telling you this the other night. Um, oh, the uh, Armada, know. the I, book you recommended? Yeah. Uh, Armada, right? Armada by Ernest Klein, the same guy that did Ready Player One. Um, Armada is a really good book, and it's exactly what we're talking about right now. Like, oh, shit. I can't give away the book because I don't know if you've read it, Coastal or not. I want to read it. I want to read um, it. If you guys ever want to read a book, it's a good <laughs> science fiction read. Um, yeah, I'm I don't want to give it away or anything, but then if you start reading it, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is exactly what we were talking similarities, about. Eh? Yes, very similar. That happens a lot, you know, so George Orwell is a big, uh, a big reference for that happening to some extent, you know, he writes about it, then it happens. That's true. Just like the Simpsons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the awesome. uh, but maybe maybe they'll talk about Oumuamua, But I just thought it was really cool, man. Like from a nerd perspective, the Oumuamua thing. Um, I think that it, it, it can go either way. It could be just we don't have enough technology to be able to tell what it is. But you know, I, uh, the most important takeaway from that for me was that now. Uh, there's a lot of um, initiatives to look out for this stuff. So if there's something else like a Muamua coming through, you know, we're ready to send a satellite up to uh, land on it or take pictures because this thing moved um, really fast. And if we would have seen it a little bit earlier, we would have been able to actually do that. So that's what I thought was uh, really cool about it. The fact that everybody's just so all these incredibly intelligent people are really confused about it and so by process of elimination based on their knowledge they they duct it could be alien and it's that's that's pretty badass so um i don't know i like space so um i thought that that was super interesting and so i was like well um let's talk about that and it goes kind of hand in hand with that whole government stimulus bill which was really interesting and you know we mentioned the jeff bezos uh space station so there's definitely a lot of movement um, around space and getting us on the moon, getting us on Mars, obviously, with SpaceX and Elon Musk and yep. now Jeff Bezos. You know, you can go um, you could literally go on vacation in the space, if you, in space, if you have enough money. 
So I yeah, didn't they like announce there was like a handful of people who signed themselves up for a space trip? I forgot what it was. It was like these billionaires or something like that. Uh, yeah, four or five. One of, them. one of them was actually um, there was some guy that posted a thing about trying to find a date for one or something like that, and he posted he'd pay his date like ten million dollars or something. He's like some Damn. I don't know, he's some millionaire or something from Japan or something like that. Um, I believe it. Was, I think that was like a year ago. He was posting something about that. Well, China's really uh, has been ramping up their space program. I mean, you know, they they uh, got to the moon. They went to the dark side of the moon. They got a lot of studies going on from that. Um, you know, one of their big pushes and has been their big pushes is to set up a, a new space station by 2022 um, and set up a permanent base moon. And um, I mean, that's wow. that's pretty badass i mean i mean i don't know i think that's all good things the more you know we're able to get out there and have bases and the more we're going to be able to get to mars or just explore other planets whether we we can you know actually live there or not you know it's gonna uh i think that's a good thing for humanity you know but i don't think we can stay here forever obviously so if we're you know we're really trying to do this for the long haul that's that's the move yeah, well, I I was like doing some research on that, and I think Elon's got like an opposing approach, where it's like he's talking more about like you know using other planets for resources to bring back to the to to the Earth, like mm. huh. it's kind of an opposite. Because like if you really think about it, the amount of effort that is required to terraform another planet is crazy. That's it's right? a lot of effort. So it's like we already have a planet that's functioning quote-unquote functioning that like you know it's it would be easier for them to then go and harvest resources from other planets to then transport back here if we need it you know um which is kind of a yeah i just i find that a little bit more intriguing um yeah i mean if if that's the route then um i feel like mining asteroids would be the move because i mean yeah i mean for example mars doesn't have an atmosphere uh, or it's right. super thin. I forget which one it is, but basically uh, we can't live on there with a lot of technology or living underground and a lot of technology. So, uh, but if we were to go to Titan, you know, Titan has an atmosphere that's pretty close to Earth. So we wouldn't need that extra amount of technology, but obviously it would take a lot bigger of an effort to get to Titan. So. Right. I think we're just learning, you know, so the more we're, you know, first go to the moon and then Mars, whatever it is, trial and error. Uh, I think that, you know, in the next couple of generations, uh, we'll learn a lot. And I think the, at the end of the day, the goal is to, you know, probably just stay alive and expand and whatever, whether it's here or somewhere else. So I think, I think it's good that all these guys are taking different approaches, but yeah, if he's, um, if he's trying to bring back resources, then, he should yeah just... i mean if you really look at his like projects that he's working on right now it's like yes he's trying to travel to mars but then he's also doing all of these like satellite internet connections to remote areas of the of the planet like that's all kind of like his approach is using space to feed resources to to our planet hmm. um, it's i mean there's a lot of competition cuz like bezos is also getting in that field too like he wants to be able to get into internet services on satellite and all this other stuff and like i mean it's good for i guess it's good for the consumer or anybody else on the planet earth because then competing you know competition is pretty good in that sense to 
come up with the best technology. Um, Hell yeah. Give me a uh, Tesla truck to uh, jump some craters in the moon. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking truck is crazy, man. Cyber truck. But yeah, no, it's all it's all interesting stuff, man. It's uh next couple of generations, uh it's gonna be it's gonna get interesting for sure. Oh yeah. 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 Well, um but yeah, I mean um I mean that's basically it for me on topics, honestly. I mean, uh covered covered a lot of stuff. So uh I mean uh Costa, what's <coughs> how's so you did your first week of uh scheduling, so what's what's gonna be How's the year going for you on streaming, like uh, as far as viewership goes? And I know you you get a lot of views because you do a lot of like let's plays and and uh, sort of uh, people love to watch that. And you get most of your audience, I feel like, from that. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, is that it's it? uh, live live viewership is so so. Um, obviously, for me, it's like I think it has to do with the audience, and a lot of it's international. And people don't have good internet. So streaming isn't really an option, but people can go back and rewatch content. I see a lot of that happening. Um, don't know entirely what the game plan is because you know Facebook Facebook gaming is very much steered towards having individuals who are consistent. I think I said that before. It's like they they want people streaming the same game at the same time at the same part of the week, like you know, just re on repeat. Yeah, the algorithm kind of pushes you for it, um, but yeah, and then it's also purely you know it's interaction based. Like right? more, more people that interact with your stream, comments, likes, whatever that might be, that also pushes that out to further people. So it's very it's different. It, there's I mean there's an element of like organic growth that's there that, besides other platforms, um, which is good because if you go to like Twitch or anything like that, you're gonna have to do all that stuff by yourself. Like, in terms of outreach to get people to come and watch. Um, whereas, you know, Facebook will actually put that out to random people too, not just your followers or whoever it might be. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we'll see. I think for me, at least just for Sandy's sake, I think having a schedule and limiting it to like three days a week, I think is fair. Um, and then, yeah, I don't, I mean, like I enjoy building up like clips and content on different platforms. So I think that's another good way to, siphon people into um you know the streams or whatever it might be so right on man we'll see yeah yeah no i i like i like your content man i, I like the clips and i think you do a good job so you know hopefully it grows because it yeah yeah i mean you have uh I, I know what you mean facebook is a little bit tough you know because it's um i think as far as i understand it's mostly on donations so stars um, I don't even know if some of the big streamers that I watch who have like, you know, 350, 400, sometimes they go up to, you know, 3.5 thousand viewers live. I don't even think I ever see any ads running, um, no. during, at least during their streams. So it, yeah. it's based on sponsorship, connections, and stars. Exactly. So if you're really trying to make this like a, um, uh, I guess a career, you know, like it, it takes, it takes a lot of effort. It's a full-time job and it's not the actual streaming. That's the job. It's yeah. everything else around it. Like you said, you know, merch and, uh, subscriptions. I mean, that helps a lot, you know, uh, getting the yeah. ability. That's my next goal is, uh, to get to the point where I can get subscriptions in the next year. Uh, but you know, that's going to take on it, uh, you know, and I've said this before, breaking away from apex a little bit more. 
enough. you know, just because uh, I just don't think I'm I'm there with Apex where I'm someone's going to choose to watch me play in Apex over somebody else. Um, there's just uh, really good people out there. But whenever I switch to single player games or even uh, Super Smash Brothers, that's been yeah. pretty popular, specifically on Twitch. So I think that's what I need to do more. I think I need to play more Super Smash Brothers and keep my Twitch. And I think it should pay off. I was thinking about canceling my Twitch because I'm like not even affiliated. I'm so close. Uh, yeah. I've hit almost every other benchmark, even for partner on Twitch, uh, but the live viewer average. So I can go from affiliate to partner really quick if I increase my uh, live viewership on Twitch. So and uh, on Twitch, if you hit partner, you make money on ads. So um, you know that plays before people watch your uh, your stream. So I'm like, you know, yep. I think that's huge. So I'm gonna try and push for that. I'm gonna actually get back on my Twitch and also my YouTube. Personally, I think uh, a lot of my YouTube content is actually pretty decent um and has some lasting power like my unboxings and uh, game hunting videos it's just this yeah. year here has been so fucking crazy um, <laughs> so in in so many ways you know i, I with between wildfires and other personal yeah. things that have come up and moving and uh new jobs yeah so um this year's looking up as far as other personal stuff so uh, I'll be able to have more consistency on my videos and uh, on YouTube and original videos, which is my original goal. So that's kind of where I, I was actually going to do a video with with uh, G Rat. He has a pretty he has a pretty badass um, collection of Super Nintendo games. At least I know that. Oh, okay. nice. uh, like he, he can tell probably tell you better than I can, but uh, also his comics. He has some like really badass comic books that i think when i helped you move g-rat i i even made a comment i'm like dude if you put this up on ebay like you you'll oh, make yeah. some you'll make some money like, yeah i've looked into the value of them and i'm like oh man i can totally sell this and make some good <laughs> money but then i'm like but i don't want to i want to keep them you know? yeah yeah hit me up if you're gonna sell them for sure <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean some of those uh i was nerding out like your superman uh i think it was like superman versus was it Predator or Alien? Superman, Alien. Yeah, I was like, dude, I have, I haven't. Yeah, this is this is some rare stuff. You got you got to do some. We got to do a video on those, or I got to do a yeah. video, and just uh, even if I'm the only one watching it, but I got to do a video on it. <laughs> yeah, I have the the whole original um, Infinity Gauntlet series. Uh, I can't remember. I got a lot of rare comics. Yeah, even. Um, you have some like rare Xbox original Xbox demo discs, or oh, th yeah. which is uh you know kind of a niche collector's item, but like yeah. I didn't people... even know you were yeah. You told me that, and I was like, really? I was gonna throw these away. <laughs> yeah, I think you. I think you told me you're like you want these. Uh, I was like, um, I felt bad telling you yes. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, dude, you gotta look up the value on some of this stuff before you decide to throw it away or give it away. And they were just like they were those demo discs that come in like the Microsoft magazine or whatever that you used oh, to get yeah. with with Xbox 360 like back in the day. I just kept all of them. I didn't even know. Yeah, Edgar told me they're kind of worth something now, or they're collector's items. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I gotta go through all my stuff and see 
Yeah, I mean, if you want, we can we can do a like a video of it or something. And yeah, at least at least your Super Nintendo cartridges. You have some really uh really good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got like fifty over fifty Super Nintendo games. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um well yeah, I mean uh unless there's something else you guys are, are uh you wanna bring up, any topics, I'll leave it open. But uh I mean that's pretty much it for me. I don't wanna I kinda wanna get into a, a regular um schedule with these, even if it's like once a month or every two weeks and just kind of start getting better at this, you know, as far as topics and organizing it and getting different people on here. I had a couple of people that were interested, but um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was all on me. I did not coordinate this very well. Just my schedule has been moving around so much. But moving forward, I will be off on Sundays and Mondays and always available late night on the evenings. Um, so I kind of want to start choosing a day for the podcast and then that way i can get into a schedule for um you know this is on spotify so i can upload it to spotify the video on youtube and then i've been starting to do clips for instagram and for uh even for facebook and youtube all the platforms the clips uh i think are a good way to like just grab people's attention and then if they like it they can check out the full audio or video version but um uh, yeah, it'd be really cool to get you guys in on this, you know, regularly, whether it's like a rotating chair situation. I know you guys have your own schedules, um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be something on my to do list. And hopefully we can do one for February or two, preferably, and just kind of start getting better at the whole, you know, topics again and, and setting this up. So it's like an hour, 45 minutes, as opposed to just kind of guessing what it's, how long it's going to be at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, format-wise, I think this time around we've done, it seems like it's gotten a, uh, a fair better job from last time, too. So it's, uh, people like seeing that progression. Um, I think we've, we've figure, figured out all the audio issues from last time. Yeah. we You've got a handful of topics for us this time, so I think uh, it's, we're doing the right thing. I think we're all headed in the right track. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, the audio issues last time. I mean, we kept, I kept cutting everybody off because uh, it was like two seconds behind. Um, it was I had to like listen to my own stream on Twitch and Facebook and then ask you guys questions. So definitely eliminated that issue. So I'm pumped about that. So, well, right on, guys. Well, thank you. I won't take too much more of your time. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just. Uh, end it right here um and i'll definitely hit you guys up on the next one and uh, i really appreciate you guys tuning in i know you guys have your own schedules and it's pretty late at night on a saturday so it's definitely appreciated yeah, definitely good thanks for hosting us yeah thanks for having me yeah of course man anytime but yeah i'm gonna end the stream and uh thank you guys have a good night